Let's return to All Things Employment with Vicki Causa on TalkZone.com. Okay, we're back. Thanks for thanks for standing by and joining us. Our number, if you'd like to call in and add a comment, is 888-463-6748. So please call in if you'd like to and uh, add the commentary that we've got. I'm on the, I'm on here today with Pam Grushka and Carol Celeste, two of my colleagues from Cause Associates, and we're talking about the topic today is inside the interview, and we're talking about some of those tough interview questions some of the behavior-based questions, and some appropriate answers that you might want to craft, or really even what is the interviewer looking for, so that would help you craft your own answer. And just before the break, we were talking about describing a time when you tackled a tough or unpopular assignment, and Pam did a nice job of telling us what she felt the interviewer was looking for. So, Carol, anything to add to that? Um, well, the only thing I would say is that one of the things that I think I look for when, when asking that question is a barometer of, what does the candidate think is a tough assignment? Mm, good point. Um, because if I'm in an environment where, you know, um, something is rather routine and it's the kind of thing that the candidate describes as being a tough assignment, then I've got to ask myself and the candidate, you know, how comfortable are they going to feel if that's the, the norm in which they're mm. going to be expected to work? So um, I think they are looking for... How did, as Pam has described, how did the candidate um, tackle the problem? What was the outcome? But also a barometer of, you know, what do they consider tough? Yeah, and I think that that's great. I mean, two separate and distinct views on that question that both are absolutely right on, spot on, excellent. And I think for anyone listening, this is a great indicator of getting inside the interviewer's mind and trying to find out what exactly they're looking for. So here you have two HR professionals who have both been interviewees and interviewers for quite a while, and they really look for different things when asking those questions. So keep that in mind when you're preparing for an interview or when some of these questions are being asked. There are different things that they're looking for. So a canned response is not always the best. So really think about what you're being asked and how best to, to present your, your answer. So I think that that's great. Two views of that question is absolutely terrific. All right, let's talk about another one. What we talk about, we get a question such as, you know, when have your skills in diplomacy been put to the test? Or asked in a different way, tell me about a time when your diplomacy skills were put to the test. So, Carol, tell me what you think they're asking there and what would be an appropriate way to frame an answer on that one. Well, I think, um, again, if you consider what they're looking for, um, they're probably looking to understand when do you, do you recognize when diplomacy is important and can you give an example of when you have employed those diplomacy skills and um, and. Does your answer fit with the culture for the company that you're you're interviewing with? Um, you know, I think there are varying views about what is considered diplomatic in a response, and um, it really does depend on the the culture of the company that you're that you're considering. So, in, so in other words, would you was it a fair statement to say really what they're looking for? I mean, they the interviewer probably has been with the company for a while and knows what will and won't work in their organization, and they're trying to find a fit as to whether or not your view of diplomacy or your experience with being diplomatic would be a fit for their organization. Would that be something that you would think makes sense? A good way to look at it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Pam, anything to add on that? 
I think, uh, no, I, I would agree. I, I, I also think that um, one, of, one of the ways that as an interviewee, when you get these tough kinds of questions where you obviously need to answer truthfully and, and, and provide an answer, but it can be tricky because your answer could have you, to Carol's point, um, you know, reveal something that, while truthful, may not be a fit for the organization. It's probably better that both you and the interviewer find that out sooner rather than later in a process. However, you know, we are trying to keep ourselves open as candidates and not be ruled out too quickly or superficially. So I, I would say that when you get a tough question like this one or others that we've talked about, after you answer it, you might try throwing a question back at the interviewer to say, can you describe a time in this organization right now where your diplomacy skills um, were challenged? Um, It's completely fair to try and find out what kind of environment you're interviewing for that also might give you a clue to some future questions, you know, a little more about the culture there when you hear what they considered a diplomatic test, if you will, and what they did around it could help you perhaps frame some of your future answers a little more um, beneficially for that culture. And I, I think that's, again, two very good views of that. And I think, Pam, you bring up a great point. And a lot of people are not comfortable with the idea of asking the interviewer a question. And it's one of the things that when we do our, our workshop or career shop for, for career transition, people in transition, we talk about that. What's a good question to ask the interviewer? How do you position something or how do you, you put something back to the interviewer to get a feel for their views on certain things? So I think you bring up a great point. I think people don't realize that you certainly can ask questions of the interviewer, and that's a good way to even act a barometer of what you're getting yourself into if, in fact, you do work for this company, if they're honest and give you a good answer. So that's a great point. Now let's talk about something else. What do you think they're looking for if they say something like, Describe an environment that is ineffective for you. So, Carol, what are they asking? Are they asking if you, you know, you like a casual environment, if you can wear, you know, what's acceptable and not acceptable here? What are they really looking for? Describe an environment that is ineffective for you. Well, I think um, to the example that we gave last week, um, if you're one of these folks who um, really needs complete silence, to be able to concentrate on a complex project um, in, and you know that or they know that they're going to be putting you in a cube, um, you know, with um, dozens of other people, um, you, you know, it may not be the environment for you to do your very best work. Um, one of the ways that I would suggest that you might turn that question around is to describe an environment where you are effective. Even though they are asking the question, describe an an environment that is ineffective for you, you might save yourself by saying or describing where you do your best work. Um, And then the the employer can then assess whether or not they're going to be able to provide you with an environment that allows you to be successful. Carol, if I ask you a favor, you know, you you can agree to this or not, but I'm going to ask you, you know, if I, I'm going to ask you that question, describe an environment which is ineffective for you, and I want you to turn it around the way you just mentioned, because I think a lot of people, again, have problems turning a question around. They're so worried about what the interviewer is asking that I think they're afraid then to, as we're saying, turn it around to make it 
easier for yourself to answer. So, Carol, describe an environment that is ineffective for you. So one of the things that I have learned about myself through years of working is that I am most effective in an environment where I have the opportunity to be um, a part of a team that works together um, towards a common goal and that um, I have the autonomy that I need to be able to make the decisions that are necessary to get the job done. But I also um, appreciate uh, direction from my supervisor and um, feedback when it's appropriate um, if I'm not doing something that, um, that is acceptable within the environment that I'm in. And I think that's a great, that's a great example of, we never heard Carol say, well, I don't well work well alone or I don't like an environment where I don't get enough direction. She turned it around and made it sound like this is where I'm most effective. So again, you're removing the negative. You're not giving them something where you're saying, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like that. Rather, you're saying, I'm most effective when I have this, this, and that. So I think that's a great example, Carol. Thanks so much. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but thank you. All right, let's talk about another question now. And this is one I think is going to be very difficult for people to really come up with with an answer or to be able to answer, again, diplomatically. So Pam, let me ask you this. If an interviewer asks this question, tell me about a situation in which it was difficult for you to remain objective. What do you think, how do you think a person should go about crafting a response to that question? I think that one of the things that that you um, might want to do is to give a bit of a prelude in a positive way before any of these questions that we've been talking about potentially, so a tougher and popular assignment, skills and diplomacy, an environment that's ineffective for you. And, and it would sound something like this. While, while every, every work circumstance, every organization, uh, many projects have situations where it may be hard for any of us to remain objective, we really must focus hard on doing so. It's incumbent upon us as professionals to, as much as possible, look at fact versus feeling. And, um, it, 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 I, so I would, I would say something like that to, if, if you will, minimize the fact that there was a time where you were, were not able to, to remain objective. And the way I'd transition into actually answering their question would be to say, something to the effect of, but we are all human and we all have some strong beliefs and values that we bring to work and there was this time when, and I would again give a brief description of the situation because that's what they've asked, but then using the STAR framework, I would, in addition to describing the situation, I would provide some information, not a lot, and that's how I think you keep this answer from being negative as an interviewee, to say, and here's why that was difficult for me to remain objective. So I might say, if there was an example of of a project where they were going in a particular direction, and my experience, perhaps my schooling, had told me that that was not a wise way to go, I would, I would share that piece. I would say, and, and because of experience I'd had in other organizations or because of the belief I have that it is better for X, it was hard for me to remain objective 
and, and be supportive of the path. But here's how I overcame that. And then I might describe that I looked for the aspects of the situation that I could be objective about and that I could be positive about and focused on those in order to stay as objective as possible. I, I also think that um, you might add a statement to the effect of, if this is true for yourself, that it, it, all of us have to balance those times when we speak up and give our views and, and offer our opinion about why a particular direction may not be good, why we might be biased in another way, and, and then know when enough of expressing that, that opinion is, um, you know, has, has been done on our part. Because I think one of the things is that you don't want to come across as whiny or complaining in how you handled it or in, in how, you know, in, in how you behave when it's hard to remain objective. Because the fact of the matter is, that's why I like the prelude, in that this, we all face this. We face this in our personal lives and in every workplace we've ever been. And so I think tying back to that and trying to, to be as positive about this as we can is, is really um, some of the only ways to handle a question like this. Because a question like this, as many of the others we've been talking about, can really end up backfiring on you be, because we could answer truthfully, which we need to do, but it may be the exact opposite of what they're looking for, and we can't know that. So just being as positive as we can in any answer I think is important. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point because you really don't know what they're looking for. You need to stay positive because you don't want to sound like you're bad-mouthing a former employer or really complaining about a situation that you might have been in before because you want to show that, yeah, you might. it was tough to be objective, but that you did the best you could. So I think you, you nailed that, Pam, so thanks a lot for that. We're going to take another quick break, and then we'll be back to talk about the tough interview questions and how, what to expect and how to answer those. So come on back after the break. Thank you. <laughs> 